And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. I can see you right now in the kitchen, bending over a hot stove, but I can't see the stove. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry? I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. What do you do, Carl? Carl is a inventor slash entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm still looking for that home run, you know? I mean, when I saw the iPod first time, I was like, man, I gotta kick myself. That was so hard on him. What's your name? Carl's my name. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger, ready to move out. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the proficient Lisa Wolf. In this hour, we'll present a drama on the Cavalcade of America from 1944. But it's time now for Is It Real or Is It Ridiculous? The Music Edition. Lisa will play clips from famous songs and provide a statement about each song. And my job is to guess if that statement is real or ridiculous while you play along at home. Right, Lisa? That's right, Carl. I've chosen some uh, great songs for you to listen to. And You uh, say that every week. I know, because that's yeah, all I choose. I mean, are I they always choose... great? I mean... Yes, they are. Okay. Of course, that's my musical taste. If you don't okay. like them, well, what can I tell you? I mean, I can just imagine you saying, I picked out some really cruddy you songs this week. You know what? I should do and, that one week and you know, just pick really out just, you the know, worst songs I can come up really with. These are really bad songs. You know what? I'm going to do that. Are you? Next week. I don't think you will. No, I will. All right. I'll choose bad songs next week I'm for Real Play Real some Real really bad songs I'm for you. I'm going to. Okay. Once I know you don't like. All right. Okay, I'm on it. I won't get any right, or I won't get the. Well, you normally don't, you don't anyway. Care if so I get what's it right the difference? I mean, you're happy when I when I fail. No, not me because it's your birthday. Oh, so okay, today not, I want you to uh, succeed. Next week, not so much. All right. So let's listen to the first song. Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. This is Willie Nelson and Waylon Jennings. Don't let them pick guitars. I think I sound better than Willie Nelson. It's your birthday, so yes, you do. This I is called I Mamas, can... Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys. To be cowboys. Cowboys. You gotta do it like that. Cowboys. 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 All right. Okay, so here's your statement. Okay. This song was used in a 2015 commercial for Toyota Camry. Is that real or ridiculous? Toyota Camry. Correct. I'm going to say it's real. Okay. Let's hear the clip. No matter which Passat you choose, you get more standard features for less than you expected. It's a Volkswagen Passat. Come on. And lease the 2017 Passat S for just so, $199 So close. Not the Toyota Camry, but the Volkswagen Passat. <sighs> so tricky. So close. So right, tricky. Let's go to the next song, another Carl song. You ain't nothing but a dog to cry all the time. You're waking up but a dog to cry all the time. There's 
no way I can put this on and you don't say. So the question is, who sings better, Carl or Elvis? Well, no, Elvis sings okay. better. See, right. Elvis, you can't even, you can't he's so much better than me. Elvis like, he's like at least 10% better than I Gotcha, I can't even Got it. So here's your statement. Okay. Elvis performed this song on national TV before he recorded it. The first performance was on the Milton Berle show in 1956. Real or ridiculous? You mean before he recorded it? Elvis performed this song on national TV before he recorded the song. He wow. performed it. I would I would normally say... Now, let me explain something about this. That part is true. Okay. Now, the statement that I'm asking you about is, the first performance was on... The Milton Berle show Th- in 56. That's true. Is that real it's or real. ridiculous? It's real. That is real. Yeah, it's Absolutely real. Absolutely right. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. That is correct. All right. All right. Let's listen. I to got the- one. You did. Let's listen to the next song. All right. Close your Every morning, <laughs> kiss your lips. <laughs> you this is, um. Called? There's no tenderness. Like yeah. in your it's kind of a little romantic for you. Um, but it's a good this song. is like uh, I don't know. This is the Righteous Brothers. Oh, the Righteous Brothers. And it's yeah. called "You've Lost That Love and Feeling." Because baby, <laughs> something's baby. <I> love <laughs> Here you go. You lost that love. This is a sad song. This it happens is. to a lot of people. Uh, sure. You know. You're like all happy, and then all of a sudden, like one day you are happy, and Man, this is what happens, you know. Sad, yeah. sad song. It is sad. I'm glad you have some emotion. I wasn't sure. Kind of sad right now, listening sad. to this song. Really, do I see a tear? But, but I'll tell you right, this group was really, really righteous, you know. All right. So moving on. Uh, here's your statement. Okay. Barry Manilow covered this song in 1993. Real or ridiculous? What about his lobe? What? What about his earlobe? Oh, you said Barry Manilobe. Okay. Um, Barry Manilobe, he what? I'm going to start over and just pretend I didn't Say that again. That. Barry Manilobe. Barry Manilobe. Barry Manilobe, okay. In 1993. Yeah. Real I, I or ridiculous? Real. I'll say real. Let's hear it. Let's see if he did real. or not. Yeah, he did. Close your eyes. See? Listen, that's not Barry Manilobe. Oh, listen. no. Who is it? <laughs> Who is that? Listen, see if you can figure it out. Um, Wait, just listen a second. And there's no tenderness. Is that, that, is that Dolly? That's Dolly. And is the other guy? Um, see if you can figure out the guy. I think I, I think is it Donnie? Is it Donnie You're from Donnie and Marie? No, it's not Donnie. Not listen. It. Did baby, you know that voice? Let me see. But baby, you know him. I'm not sure who the guy is. It's Neil Diamond oh. and Dolly Parton. That's cool. That's it cool. is cool. Yeah. Totally different. Yeah, it's Neil Diamond. Right, but not Barry Manilow. <laughs> You're like, see, I got you know, it. <laughs> you know, he was really a diamond in the rough, you know? He was, though. That one worked. <laughs> uh, 
Anything with Dolly I like. I do, too. Yeah. All right, so I missed that All right, one. So I've only gotten one right. Right, well, you get one more shot at That's it. That's it? Well, Gosh. no, there's one more. That's it. You ready? Let's so that was cool. I never knew they sang a duet. I'm here to, to enlighten you. Because I choose interesting things on the Real and Ridiculous Music Edition. Not so sure I've chosen some doing. great songs. You what? I've you... chosen great songs for you. I don't know how it went last week. So That's what she says every week. I've chosen some really great songs. Well, do you argue with that? Um, they're not always great. Yes, they are. Okay. Next week, I'm going to choose not great songs. Cruddy songs. Yes, I am. Really, okay. really poor songs. Uh, yes, I, I am. I've chosen some really poor songs That's for exactly you. what I'm going to do next week. You All wait right. and listen. Okay. Okay. I don't believe you. Oh, I'm going to. All right. All right. Here's the last song. Love's a woman. Mm. Nothing else. This is When a Man Loves a Woman by. This is, um, um, don't tell me. I'm not going to. This is, um, she can do no wrong. Oh, my God. Um, give me, give me his initials. P.S. 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 Yes. Like P.S. Yes. Um, you know what P.S. Percy Faith? No. Do you know what P.S. stands for? P.S.? Yeah. Um, like when you say P.S. and you add a little I, addendum? I think so. What? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. What is it? Uh, let's just focus no, on... No, but what does P.S. stand for? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have no idea. This is... Uh, who this is, is this? This is Percy Sledge. Oh, Percy Sledge. Okay. What did I say? I you said, said Percy. I said Percy. You did. I don't yeah, know why. I said Percy Faith. But it was Percy Sledge. Okay. All right, here's your statement. All right. When a Man Loves a Woman is the title of a 1994 movie starring Andy Garcia and Meg Ryan. This song is included on the soundtrack. Real. Real or ridiculous? Real. It is real. That is absolutely correct. Oh, my gosh. I got one. You got two. Good job. It must be your birthday. Wow. Happy birthday, Carl. Happy birthday, Carl. You got two out of four. That's Not a bad. great 50% for you. All right, thanks, Lisa <laughs> Wolf. Thanks, Carl. When we come back, it's Cavalcade of America. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Well, we had a cavalcade of America from 1947 all ready to go with uh, Gregory Peck. But our crack, Cracker Jack uh, producer, Mike Casella, said, you know, Carl, he called me and he's like, you know what, Carl? I don't think this is up to our standards quality-wise. It's not it's just not uh, good enough to air. And I said, switch it out, my man. Switch it out. And he did. So we have uh, a Cavalcade of America broadcast for you now from March 13th, 1944. It's called Song from Spokane. This is really interesting because the whole story is about an 18-year-old girl named Patrice uh, Patrice Munsell. Okay, that's it's about this girl named Patrice Munsell who, um, at 18 years old, sang for the Metropolitan Opera. She was the youngest person ever to do that. And it was her lifelong dream to sing for the Metropolitan Opera. And you know who stars in the episode? Her, Patrice Munsell, along with Richard Widmark 
and Edwin Jerome and Jesse Royce Landis. It's a really good story about, you know, wanting something in life and going after it and getting it. So let's tune this in, a broadcast called Song from Spokane on the Cavalcade of America. The Cavalcade of America, sponsored by DuPont, maker of better things for better living through chemistry, presents Patrice Munsell, Jesse Royce Landis, and Edwin Jerome in Song from Spokane. Ladies and gentlemen, May we for the moment draw your attention from the headlines to a simple yet significant point. America is still a land of opportunity and sudden wonder. Cinderella and Horatio Alger are still among us, and in that point lies much of our strength. In the city of Spokane, Washington, a few years ago, lived a girl named Patrice Munsell. She was an average American girl in an average American community, preparing eventually to lead an average adult life. But... Because she liked to sing, things began happening to this average life. Things began and continued happening, till one night in New York, the girl from Spokane stepped forth for her debut performance on the stage of the Metropolitan Opera House. And Horatio Alger and Cinderella, hovering in the wings, smiled upon their protege. Tonight's cavalcade play, written by Halstead Wells, is the story of that girl from Spokane, Patrice Munsell. DuPont presents Patrice Munsell, 18-year-old star of the Metropolitan Opera, with Jesse Royce Landis as her mother and Edwin Jerome as her singing teacher, William Herman, in Song from Spokane on the Cavalcade of America. Later that night, as the great golden curtain at the Metropolitan fell, a new star took her place on the roster of the Metropolitan Opera Company. Patrice Munsell, 18-year-old coloratura from Spokane, Washington. It was the 4th of December, 1943. Three hours later, when the applause had become a memory, Patrice Munsell sat in her hotel room writing a letter. December 4th, 1943. Dear Bobby, well, Bobby, it's done. 
done all right, I guess, from the way things sounded at the Metropolitan tonight. Are you flying tonight in California with your squadron? It's really December 5th here, but it's too early in the morning to be tomorrow. And anyway, I don't want tomorrow yet. I'm alone, and I've got to scribble my way near you. If my words look kind of limp, it's because I feel like the taffy we used to pull at the high school parties back in Spokane. It's just four years ago now when we were freshmen. You 14 and me 15. Everybody was at the party whistling, but you hadn't come. You'd been playing football. Whistling is okay, but it's what I call a limited sphere. Now, take me. I've been working up other things for extra power. Like a loon crying over the water. Or, a, or under the water. Or a man sawing wood while a train starts. See what I mean about whistling, Pat? whistling all right oh yeah but you gotta have something else well i, I like singing singing yeah that's okay too hello everybody this is pat munsell pat i guess you know bobby yes I- i've noticed you playing football i've noticed you too you have where at school Two thousand five hundred kids, and I've noticed you. Have you? Come on, everybody. Taffy's ready to pull. Get uh-huh. your partners and head for the kitchen. Taffy? Say, whose idea was this? Shh, my mother's. Don't you think she's kind of juvenile? Oh, please. Oh, I'm not kidding. Pat, have you got anybody to pull with? Well, aren't you maybe too tired from football? No, of course not. Come on, we'll pull together. Bobby, tonight at the Met, I could still hear you saying that. These four years, so many people have been pulling with me and for me. Most of all, of course, Mother and Daddy. I couldn't have done it without them, without you, without everybody. Big things help, and little things happen and help. Like my whistling teacher asking her brother to hear me sing in the Pirates of Penzance that freshman year. He liked me. And because he'd studied with a famous conductor and because the conductor was giving a concert at the University of Idaho, that's why he could give me an audition. And that's why Daddy drove Mother and me the 85 miles from Spokane to Moscow, Idaho. Well, the conductor heard me. And then he said, I must go to New York and study. He was wonderful. He seemed to feel so sure about me. We were so excited. Driving home that night, we stopped by the lake. How lovely the lake looks way below us. The lake's bigger at night, Mother. The mountains are taller. Well, from the way we've been talking, it looks as if the best thing would be for you two to go to New York. Take eight weeks and try it. If it works out, then stay on. If it doesn't, Pat will still have time to get back for high school. I'd like to sing. Well? What do you say, Daddy? New York. Mother? New York. How about you, Pat? Which way is east? You're looking east. East it is. Beyond the mountains is Montana. Beyond Montana, Dakota, where I came from. Minnesota, where your mother came from. And New York is beyond. Way beyond. 
You'll go beyond where we came from. That's right. That's the way it should be. Isn't it, Mother? Yes, dear. That summer in New York was something, Bobby. Gee, it was hot. And I wasn't getting anywhere. My teacher was good, but we just didn't work out together. At the end of a month, I was singing like a frog. Mother was worried, and I was worried. We didn't know where to turn or who to ask. We decided to quit. Packed our bags for Spokane. Then one of those little things that I was writing about happened. A woman we'd never seen came up and said she heard me practicing in the studio. She begged us to stay and try her singing coach, William Herman. So we met him. He suggested I work with him for ten days and then decide. So I did. Mrs. Munsell and Patrice, the ten days are up. What you have found out, I don't know. But I have found a voice that is flawless. There is nothing to be corrected, nothing to be overcome. Time and work will tell a grand story. I want you to stay. Two years, three years, four, as long as it takes. Mr. Herman... I think you've been wonderful for Pat. Oh, and I loved working with you. Singing is fun. Don't you think so, Mr. Herman? Yes, but uh, there's another side. And you should face it while there's still a chance to turn back. What do you mean? Well, Patrice, all performers, actors, dancers, musicians, circus people, when they begin to fulfill themselves, they begin, in a way, to defeat themselves. They become public servants and must often submit to a public will. Loneliness can grow with applause. For all the bright lights, a performer travels the dark way. And that isn't fun. I know. Patrice, I want you to stay. But I want you to be very sure you want to. Well? I don't know, Mr. Herman. I have a lot of friends in Spokane. That's where I live. Maybe I'll give that all up and I won't be good enough. It's a tough decision. But it's for you to make. I've only had one year of high school, and school starts next week. Well, Pat? I like to sing, but I guess I'd rather be a sophomore. Yeah, I was doing a little research, Lisa, on this um, this uh, young lady. She's 18 years old in this story, uh, Patrice Munsell. And uh, she, sure enough, uh, did um, sing for the very first time. Actually, she sang at age 17 for the, for the Metropolitan Opera. But then at 18, she became a regular. They signed her to a contract for $40,000 a year in 1944. And she's so You know young. how much money that was back then? It's like 15 times that amount now, at least, right? All right, we're listening to the Cavalcade of America. We'll get back to it in uh, just a minute. Stick around. Hi, Carl Amari here to tell you about Good Old Days, the magazine that remembers the best of times. Published six times per year, each big full-color issue of Good Old Days magazine features dozens of nostalgic personal stories and recollections, vintage photos that take you back to cherished times, old-fashioned home cooking, original illustrations, quizzes, vintage advertisements for products from days gone by, and much more. For a limited time, you can save 75% off the cover price of Good Old Days magazine. 
magazine. Plus, receive a free gift. Log on to Hollywood360radio.com and click the Good Old Days banner to learn more. And be sure to read my column called Good Old Days on the Radio and digitally download a free classic radio show tied to my story with each issue. I know you're going to love Good Old Days magazine, so give it a try. Visit Hollywood360radio.com and click the Good Old Days banner for your free gift offer and ways to subscribe at an incredible discount. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Carl, I wanted to let you know what PS stands for. What does PS so stand for? PS stands for postscript. Oh, and yeah. That, postscript. And it comes from the Latin word postscriptum. What? Say that again. Postscriptum. Postscriptum. S C R I P. T-U-M, just to clarify. How many syllables is that? Postscriptum is three. Yeah. And it literally means written after. So the way we use P-S is just an addendum after. Postscript. It's one word. I think I knew that, but, you know, there's so many old-time radio facts in my head. Well, this is a a Latin. Pushes things, other things out, you know. Is that right? As I learn more. So that's all you can possibly remember. Yeah, as I learn more old-time radio things. You have less and less of other things. It pushes stuff out. There's only some... There's a, you know, there's a capacity. Is there? Because I think that brains are infinite. No, not mine. We only use a very small, oh no, that's true. Not mine. (laughs) That's true. I won't argue with that. (laughs) It's definitely not infinite. Yours is definitely a finite space. It's definitely a finite space up there. And, um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, just because you have two brains. Well, I I need it to keep up with you, Carl. That's true. Uh, Postscript. Yeah, that's exactly what it means. Mm -hmm. Ask me now. Pretend like you didn't tell me. Now ask me. Okay. Say, hey, Carl. Well, wait, you have to say the word for me. All right. So like Percy, uh, Percy Faith or no, PP. So what does it stand? What is the guy's initials? Percy Sledge. Oh, sorry. P.S. Oh, P.S. (laughs) Um, P.S. Like in P.S., you mean? What? (laughs) Just... Hello, you're supposed to now say, yeah, do you know what P.S. Like, stands for? What does like in P.S. mean? You know, I don't like, know like what PS, that word is. P.S., like when you're writing something and P.S., that's his oh, initials. okay, let's start over. Okay. And that's Jeez. why Lisa needs two brains to My talk to you. I don't gosh. understand his question Keep now. up, Lisa. Carl, that made no sense. All right, okay, let's try start it over. again. You okay, ready? So, okay. Right. P.S., so Percy, now what is, per, yeah. It's Percy Sledge. Percy Sledge. Okay, like P.S., like you're writing something and you write P.S.? Exactly. Oh. And what does that stand for? P.S.? P.S. Mm-hmm. Means postscript. Oh, very See good. See how smart I am? Yes, you do. And it comes from what Latin I mean, word? I just knew that right what off the top the of my head. What was the Latin word that it comes from? Um, I don't know. I just I told remember. you. I, I have too many old-time radio facts post up there. Postscriptum. Postum scriptum? No, not mm, just postscriptum. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So we now I know. I will never forget postscript. Oh, good. good. I learned something today. <laughs> Just one you know, thing. You know, if you learn something every day, you'll learn 365 things a year. Is that how that, that works? Unless it's leap year, then you won't. Then it's less. Gotcha. Or more, whichever one it is. <laughs> All right. We're listening to Cavalcade of America, which was on the air from 1935 until 1953, sponsored by DuPont. Um, and, uh, yeah, this was a great series. Their stories were written by Arthur Miller, Stuart Hawkins, Robert Tallman, many others. And then the greatest stars in radio appeared on this show. Orson Welles, Ray Collins, Cary Grant, John McIntyre, Agnes Moorhead, Ronald Reagan, Mickey Rooney. Um, and this is a true story um, called Song from Spokane. But I do want to uh, just mention 
to everyone that has written me happy birthday on our Facebook page. So nice of you. Thank you so much. I'm reading all of the different um, you know, comments. Really, really nice. Thanks a lot. I'm having a fun time. It's my 59th birthday tonight, and I would not want to celebrate it any other way but being on the air, bringing you these classic radio shows. Um, so thank you, thank you, thank you. If you want to look at some of the pictures and comments, go to our Facebook page, which is Hollywood 360 Radio. All right, here's the conclusion now to Cavalcade of America. Gosh, Bobby, is there any place like Spokane? Any country like Washington? Indian summer with you. I'll never forget that Thanksgiving game. Oh, what fun we had after it at Four Lakes, singing together and holding hands, and watching the bonfire burn the night, home late and the house dark, whispering on the front porch, and you kissed me, and your arm going around hit the doorbell. Fine. See what I mean about the little things that happen? Is that you, Pat? Yes, Mother. How was the bonfire? Wonderful. Is Daddy asleep? Yes. Can I sit on your bed a minute? Of course, darling. You know, Daddy and I have been talking about you. Another letter came today from Mr. Herman, urging you to go back to New York. Your singing teacher here says the same. The principal, too. He told me you could get credit here if you tutored there. And Mr. Herman is a Phi Beta Kappa from Cornell. What do you think? Oh, Mother, I don't know what to say. I love home, and my friends are here, and my teachers, and Bobby. Can't you and Daddy decide for me? It's your life, Pat. I wish they weren't going to ask me to sing. I just want to sit here by you. Yeah, me too. I wish we were alone. Oh, I wish we were, too. Ladies and gentlemen of Lewis and Clark High, our farewell rally for our friend is just about over. Oh, now, sitting here by a boy called Bobby is a girl called Pat. <laughs> You've heard from Bobby. Would you like to hear from Pat? Oh, yeah. uh, she says she can't say anything. I think she kind of hates to leave us. Or at least leave Bobby. <laughs> Shall I ask her to sing? Yeah! Well, I guess we didn't get our wish, Pat. You better sing. All right, but this one's for you, Bobby.
Therese Munsell with Jessie Royce Landis as her mother and Edwin Jerome as her singing teacher in Song from Spokane. The story of the 18-year-old girl who is the Metropolitan Opera's newest star on the Cavalcade of America, sponsored by DuPont, maker of better things for better living through chemistry. As our story continues, Patrice Munsell has returned to New York to resume preparing for a career in opera. Keep the breath high, Patrice. High. Fine, fine. Patrice, now that you're back to stay, I've laid out a... This, of course, is in addition to singing lessons and practice. Here it is. English and American literature, history. You'll have another teacher for French, another for Italian, another for musical theory, another for fencing, and one for acting. It seems a lot. But you'll do it? I'll do it. Two years of it, Bobby. But there were other things. I'd go riding in Central Park and think it was the prairie, swim in the hotel pool and make it the Pacific, and write you every night to feel you near. Two years. And then a big thing happened. I sang on the Metropolitan Auditions of the Air. You can imagine how I must have felt when I heard the announcer. Ladies and gentlemen, these young people singing here tonight are singing to a nation at war. That we can sing at a time like this is a tribute to the power of our country and the power of music. For music fights too. Across the continent, singers and symphonies are proving that freedom has music and freedom is music. Our next contestant this evening is Miss Patrice Munsell of Spokane, Washington. Miss Munsell sings Oluchi di Quest'anima. Chi sa mai quanto 
with a contract for the Met. Then Mother and I started home for a summer of rest. Did the train seem good? Did the West seem good? With all of us together again. Bobby, it's 2 a.m. and I've got to stop writing. But what a perfect summer we had, right up until the end. Even the parting was perfect, but parting can be perfect. When you started for Texas in the Air Corps and I started for New York. Do you remember the last Sunday at our house reading the funny papers on the floor? And just as Blackjack was about to spring the trap on her... Bobby, how long will you be in Texas? Crash! She threw the magic bottle and saved her life with a chemical compound. What will happen after Texas? Well, after Texas, I guess it's California, Santa Ana. And then? Wings, I hope. I wish my train went before yours did... No, I don't mean that. Do you want to read the funny papers anymore? No. Do you? No. I can hear your watch tick. Your hands are brown. Pat. Yes? Let's say goodbye here. Instead of at the train with everybody around. All right. How do you say it? I don't know. I thought you'd start. Maybe it starts itself. What are you looking at? Picture of an airplane. Remember when you sang, I'll never smile again? Well, see, you're smiling now. That's different. I know it is, Pat. Look, uh, 
You're already 18 and I'm 19. How much should we mean to each other? I mean, how close do you think we ought to be? Close as we are now. Not closer? Close as we grow. Yeah, I guess that's it. Kiss me. Now count one, two, three. We'll say goodbye together. Goodbye. Bye. It's 2.30 now. Started to snow. Mother's asleep. I have your new picture by me. I'm glad I wrote you. I'm not alone now. Tomorrow can come. You're close. Closer than ever. Good night, Bobby. Love, Pat. Thank you, Patrice Munsell, Jesse Royce Landis, Edwin Jerome, and Richard Widmark. Next week, DuPont presents Ann Southern and Joe E. Brown in G.I. Circuit, the spirited and sympathetic story of the thousands of little-known and courageous entertainers who tour the battlefronts with their USO camp shows. Filled with humor and heartwarming appeal, the play is a tribute to the men and women who sacrificed their time and their comfort to the great job of bringing a little touch of home to the boys overseas. Cavalcade is pleased to remind its audience that Patrice Munsell is singing this season with the Metropolitan Opera Company. Miss Landis is currently featured in the Broadway hit comedy, Kiss and Tell. Tonight's DuPont Cavalcade Orchestra was under the direction of Donald Voorhees. This is Roland Winters sending best wishes from Cavalcade's sponsor, the DuPont Company of Wilmington, Delaware, who invites you to join Cavalcade's audience again next Monday when Ann Southern and Joey Brown will be starred in G.I. Circuit. This is a story of the men and women of show business who are touring the world's battle areas on the USO Camp Show Circuit. This is the National Broadcasting Company. That is the Cavalcade of America, March 13th, 1944. Song from Spokane, starring Patrice Munsell. And, um, yeah, if you look her up, she has a Wikipedia. She passed away at age, like, 94 a couple years ago. Um, she was very successful singer, you know, with the Metropolitan. But she did a lot of acting, too. She was in a lot of stuff. She has uh, four or five children. Um, yeah, so that's who was on this. It was all about her, and she started it. I guess that's probably the way to go, right? What? If we were going to do the Lisa Wolf story, right? Lisa Wolf would want to be the star of that, right? Why not? I would think. Sure. Right? Right. All right. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. In our next hour, it's an espionage episode of David Harding, Counter Spy from 1950. 
But first, Lisa Wolf Dylan, that's you. That's me. You're our lyricist for learning the lyrics. Yes, I am. I'm a lyricist now, and uh, we're going to be talking about songs about... You wear many hats, Lisa. Don't I? Yes. Yeah, it's a must around here. Songs about cars. About cars. Yeah. Songs huh. about cars. Songs about cars. That's right. Have you? I got to think of that. Well, something. sure you do. Huh. 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 All right, that's in our next hour. Uh, Songs about cars. Right. We'll see you soon. Hey, everybody, Jared Sebastian, host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurpose on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.